I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, our brother and our king. And I welcome you to turn your Bibles to 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3. The Lord Jesus Christ is our brother. We are together the sons of God in different ways, but yet both sons. And as sons, we're both heirs together of all that God has in reward for the family of God. It's a wonderful blessing and incredible promises declared to us in Scripture. I want to read to you, to open our worship this day, the first three verses of 1 John chapter 3. These are incredible words. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. My dear brethren. This is a fantastic passage of Scripture, and I'm declaring things to you that are unknown, secret, and hidden mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. The world does not know them. The world does not know that they are statements and declarations of fact about us. Behold, the Holy Spirit gives us a word telling us to pay attention to what follows in these three verses. Stop and listen. Stop and consider. Look at what I'm about to say to you. Behold, what manner. This is a kind of love that has not been known before among any men. No man has ever loved a woman. No woman has ever loved a man. No parents have ever loved a child even close to this kind of love. Not even in the same universe. As the apostle would tell us, they are not worthy to be compared when he's trying to make a point of the superiority of one thing to another. David, when he was expostulating with God about building him a temple, and then God said, I'm going to build you a house instead. David said, this is not the way of God with men. This is not the way of God with men. That he would love us so much to make us his sons. Behold what manner of love. It is one thing to justify. But I will declare that justification is not the crowning piece, and it is not the capstone of the doctrine of salvation in the Bible. It isn't even close. It's the plumbing system for the building. It's the infrastructure. The capstone and the beautiful edifice of salvation is that we are adopted as the sons of God. I don't want to be merely justified. And I am thankful for every aspect of it, and we try to develop that subject better than those who yap about it so much. However, to be justified is not to be adopted. To be adopted is far beyond justification. I don't merely want to be pardoned. 
I don't merely want my sentence of death removed. I want a promised inheritance with God Himself and the Lord Jesus Christ for eternity. And that is what the Bible declares. And that is what this is saying when it says, Behold, the capstone of our salvation, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. He did not offer it to us. He bestowed it upon us. He chose to love us when He chose us in Christ Jesus the Lord and predestinated us under the adoption of sons by Jesus Christ to Himself. That we should be called the sons of God. It's the Father that made this happen. It's the Father's eternal choice. This is the Father's blessing. There is a Creator of the heavens, plural, the earth, the sea, and all that in them is. His name is the Lord Jehovah. He has adopted us as His children. He appeals to certain traits in the Word of God of what a good father does for his children and for his sons. And he wants to appeal that he is far better than any of us have ever dreamed of being as a father. And yet he brings forth things like giving good gifts. He is better than we can ever imagine. Like pitying our frame. He is better than we can ever imagine. Like leaving an inheritance, which a good man always does. He is better than we can imagine. Our Father is unlimited in wealth. He is unlimited in power. He is infinite in love. He is infinite in duration. We'll have Him forever. The Lord Jehovah has adopted us. We are higher than the angels by that choice. They are our servants. They are God's servants. We are His sons. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew Him not. I am not jesting. This is a secret society meeting. A secret, not in that we keep it from other Christians, but it's secret from the world to know what is assembling in this little place this morning. You are the sons of God. And the sons of God have come together while we're here in this world for 70 years to bless and glorify and praise and thank our Father for adopting us through Jesus Christ, His Son. The world didn't know Jesus Christ and they crucified Him. The Bible says if the princes of this world had known that He was the Lord of glory, they wouldn't have crucified Him. And this place would be surrounded. 385 would be backed up with traffic right now, even though we're two miles off it, by paparazzi and others wanting to get a glimpse of the sons of God if they knew who we were. That is what the second half of the first verse teaches us. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew Him not. We are the sons of God. They should address us that way on the street. They should let us live tax-free. They should put us in the best homes in the county. And they would if they knew who we were. One second with our Father, and they're going to beg for the privilege, but it'll have been taken away from them. This is all true, brethren. It is mind-boggling. 
It is mind-blowing. I don't know how to preach it. I wish I wasn't up here. I wish someone else was up here so that I could just shout, Amen. Amen. It's too hard to preach it. It is the unspeakable gift. In comparison to adoption, I don't care about justification. I know that it's necessary. I don't care about redemption. In comparison, adoption is so great that we would be the sons of God. And the Father did it for His own glory. There was no other reason. There's nothing in me, I can promise you that, that made Him want to adopt me. He went looking for the scum of the earth, and He found me. Because I was there. In the cesspool of humanity. In the second verse, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. There are certain phases of our adoption that have already taken place. The eternal phase took place before time. The legal phase took place at the cross. The vital phase took place when we were born again. The practical phase took place when we heard this message. We believed it. We were baptized and followed the Lord Jesus Christ and called upon God as our Father. So there's four phases finished, but there's a phase we haven't seen yet. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. Well, we already know we're going to be the sons of God because we already are the sons of God. But what will we look like as the sons of God? That has not yet appeared to us. We have not yet seen that, but it's coming. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. It's already a settled fact, and it has been from before the world began in the purpose of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that. Here are some things we know by the declaration of the gospel. When Jesus Christ shall appear, we shall be like Him. Because we are brothers together. We are sons together. And because brothers together and sons together were joint heirs together, we will receive the glory. Brethren, He sits in a throne and He says He's going to give us His throne to sit in. He has a rod of iron, and He says He's going to give us the rod of iron to reign with Him. He is judging angels, and 1 Corinthians 6 tells us we shall judge angels. Right. All things are yours. All things are yours. We shall be like Him. He is our brother. We were predestinated that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. We are all of a kind. We are the children of God. He is the firstborn, meaning He gets all the preeminence. But we are right there beside Him. He's on a white horse. We are on white horses. These are the things I will teach you this day. I will try to teach you. I wish someone else was doing it. I wish the Lord of glory was here to do it. We shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. What we are not... He is now. He is the first fruits of them that slept. He is glorified. When you read Revelation 1 and Revelation 19 of what He looks like now, it is gloriously stupendous. We shall be like Him. It is coming. They don't know it. You can buy all the fat textbooks you want to in school that are 700 pages thick and cost you 170 bucks, and they will never teach you anything like what I get to teach you. Amen. And what you're able to read for yourself that is written down by God and put in writing. I am your father forever. You are my sons and my daughters. You shall inherit all things. Revelation 21.7 You're a joint heir with my son Jesus Christ. You'll jointly own the universe. Why? We have to ask why. 
Because it seemed good in his sight for his own glory. And so how do we give him glory this day? We thank him and we praise him that we are not where it's what you would want an adopted child to say to you if you picked one out of some scummy orphanage and adopted that child and treated them with every blessing that you could. What would you expect or desire from them? And that would be appreciation. And brethren, we are in the house of God to express and to let forth with zeal and power and loudness and skill, appreciation and thanksgiving for all that he's done for us. That's all he wants. Right. is to thank Him. And the greatest fulfillment you'll ever have in life is just thanking Him for what He's done for you. And every man that hath this hope in Him, and hope in the Bible is not a maybe chance event. It is a certain expectation of an event and the, and the waiting for it. Right. Romans chapter 8 is going to teach us that. We have come to the most precious 25 verses of the book of Romans. Try to raise other verses that can c- compete with these 25. We are at the pinnacle of the chapter of the book. We are in the middle of Romans. We're, these are the best 25 verses from verse 15 to 39. We're at the pinnacle. We're going to slide down the other side until we get all the way down to chapter 16 that has greetings for individuals we've never met. Every word of God is pure. And we should live by every word of God, but not every word of God is equal in what it reveals to us. Listen, the book of Hebrews is better than the book of Leviticus. If you haven't figured that out, you haven't read God's Word yet. But we're at the pinnacle. Or are we at the depths? Because the Spirit, the Spirit revealeth the things of God, yea, the deep things of God. And those deep things are in the 25 verses that we now encounter. Praise His glorious name. I don't know how to do it. Forgive my frustration. This is an incredible subject. Amen. When we say brother, that is not some formal term of friendship. When we say brother or sister in this assembly, it's because God has adopted all of us. The Lord Jesus Christ is our brother. We're in the family of God. God is our Father. Behold, what manner of love did it take? He bestowed it upon us. The world doesn't know us because it didn't know His first Son, Jesus Christ. And what are we going to look like? Even though many of our phases of adoption are done, we can't see any difference between us and the world. We're going to look just like the Lord Jesus Christ. And what did John think of Him when he saw Him glorified in Revelation chapter 1? You're going to be right there beside Him on white horses with Him in front. And we shall judge angels and trample the wicked under our feet. And we will be glorified in that day, and the bondage of corruption will be lifted off this universe, and we will be displayed and manifested and declared to be the sons of God formally before the entire universe, including the angels. This is our future. And if you had this hope in you, it would change the way you lived the rest of this week. If you got a hold of this, it'll change how you live. Because you know what? Nothing that you do tomorrow matters. In comparison to this, as long as we can get by and wait for this and wait for it with a cheerful and ready heart, we will have lived a successful life. Ah, that is my introduction this morning. Behold, unbelievable. No paparazzi. Did you still believe it? Amen. No tax-free living, but you still believe it? Right. Here it is. Let it... Let it change our lives today.
Let us give him what he adopted us for. Praise and thanksgiving and appreciation and love and service and being willing to cheerfully suffer for his sake because who cares about a little suffering down here compared? No, I can't compare it because it says it's not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. What? Huh? In us. Praise God. I greet you in the name of our brother, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father in heaven, Abba, Father, O God, our God, my God, my God, our God, we thank Thee and bless Thee. We praise Thee and adore Thee for Your incredible, unspeakable, infinite choice to show Your love toward rebel, wicked enemies by adopting them as Your own children. Oh, Lord God, there is nothing in us that could please You, our perfectly pure, holy, righteous, eternal Father. We are corruptible. We are profane. We are perverse. We are weak. We are mortal. We are sick and dying. We are wicked and rebellious. But we thank Thee. We thank Thee, O Lord, for loving us and adopting us. We thank Thee for the gift of Thy Son, Jesus Christ, who laid down His life for us, that there might be many more brothers with Him in the family of God. And yet we give Him all the preeminence, for He is the firstborn. And Heavenly Father, He is Thy blessed and only begotten Son. And we thank Thee for Him. And Heavenly Father, we are thankful to be the redeemed people of God, and we are willing to say so. We are thankful to be the justified people of God, and we are thankful to be pardoned from our sins and to be clothed with His righteousness. But our Father, we thank Thee that You have lifted us far beyond merely justified and restored to perfect righteousness in Thy sight, but You have adopted us as Your children and given us an eternal inheritance of all things. And for that we shall bless and praise Thee this day. Holy Father, have mercy upon us in this hour. We need Thee. O Lord God, be with those that are sick, our brothers and our sisters, Your children that are in their beds at this time, with respiratory illnesses, bronchitis, pneumonia, and with intestinal viruses. Father, strengthen them and raise them up. Heal them and have mercy upon them. And make sure that all things work together for good to those that are called according to Your purpose. Let this sickness be to their profit. And Heavenly Father, let our chastening, whatever kind it is, be to the good of our souls because You delight in Your sons. Right. We thank Thee for that promise. And we know that in faithfulness You have afflicted us. And, O Father, we are worthy of worse judgment, but we thank Thee for Thy long-suffering and Thy mercy. O Lord God, be with our brothers and sisters. We thank You for those that were able to be here today. And, O Lord, we ask that by Your Holy Spirit that You would bear a witness in our hearts of Your love and shed it abroad that our hearts might be filled with Your love for us, that our hearts will be strengthened 
with all might in our inner man, that we might know the depths and the breadth and the width and the length of the love of our Lord Jesus Christ for us until we are filled with all your fullness. And Heavenly Father, put before our eyes of faith the vision of heaven that we might have the hope of eternal life in such a way that we would purify our lives before Thee. Heavenly Father, save us from all the distractions of our flesh and the diversions of this world and our responsibilities in this world, that we would delight in those things in which You delight, and that we would remember that our lives are hid with Christ in Thee. And Christ, who is our life, when He shall appear, we shall appear in glory with Him. We thank Thee. For all these things. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins. Oh, Abba Father, forgive us. Forgive us. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Forgive us for foolishly speaking when we should not have. Or remaining silent when we should have spoken. Forgive us for our hands and feet doing things we should not have touched. Or not doing those things we should have done with zeal. Forgive us, O Lord, the foolish imaginations of our mind. Fill us with heavenly thoughts that we would mind spiritual things. O Lord, forgive us. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Purify us this day. We thank Thee for the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank Thee for Your faithfulness and justice to forgive us when we come and confess our sins because the price has been fully paid not by us even in part, but all by Him. We bless and we praise Thee. Save our nation. Bless Your churches. Be with us now. Open Thy Word that we might behold wondrous things there and that we might be stirred up to know that we are Your children already and to think about what we shall be and to have such a hope in us that it will change our lives. Help us to this end. And, O Lord, now as we sing and all that we do, we give it to Thee and thank Thee, great Jehovah, for adopting us as Your children through Jesus Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen.